whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Hi. We took a week off. We warned you that we might. For those of you who said we didn't warn you. Who didn't did. listen to the end of the episode where we warned you. Yes. You took. know who you are. <laughs> We're back, though. Barely. We just had a whole pre-podcast podcast, but we made it. Here we are. We're officially recording, and... It is getting warm in Arizona. Are you warm in here? <laughs> Um, eh, a little bit, but yes, yesterday and today were definitely, it's made me want to go, I've been going out in the mornings, like before it gets, because I feel like the mornings are still nice. Yeah, they're nice and cool. So I feel like I've been going out and just like soaking it in like I've never soaked it in before. Do you feel like there's different times of year? I feel like this might even be different for me in the sense that I grew up in Arizona so you might have something similar to this if you were to go back to Illinois. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you've experienced this over the time you've been here. But the sun and what temperature is outside can feel really different depending on what season it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I know that, like, from a, a basic level, but there's, like... I don't just mean, like, the temperature. I know... I know that, like... 80 when it's coming into spring into summer feels like way hotter than 80 coming out of the summer i know that but there's also for me this difference of i'm sure this is like a real scientific thing but (laughs) like what the light is like like how the sun feels on my skin and the way that like the sunset like the way that the sun seems in the spring versus in right. the summer versus yeah. in the fall versus in the winter so and then to top it all off I feel like I really have super strong memories and impressions that go with the different types of yeah the sun so as i was running today at like 1 30 in the afternoon there was such a nostalgic feeling of me running track in high school oh the feel of everything about running and the the how the sun felt on mm-hmm. my skin like i it it just is always so strange to think like that was 20 years ago but just the feeling of the sun can like make you on me can make me feel like yeah. I should just be hopping in the car and going off to track practice and it's like bringing back the memories. Why has so oh, have things changed since then? It happens every year. I'll go through stuff about track and then I'll have moments of like I did my lifeguarding classes at night during around this time of year and. There will be certain times where, like, even the smell of the air at, like, a mm-hmm. certain time of night will just make me, like, think of that. And lifeguarding in the summer, I, like, it's so strong. The sun 
just makes me there's like moments I just want to like put on a bathing suit and go to the pool and be a lifeguard <laughs> she would never let me but it was great great times of my life you remember significantly more about your life than I remember about mine. I know. So, but it's super weird that this, it's I'm like connected like, so much through how like feels. how the sun feels yeah. on me. Yeah, that's weird. I know it's normal for people like music, certain songs, right. like yeah. certain seeing pictures of things, or smells. Yeah. Anyway, so today was a much more of a track spring day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a. It was a warmer day. It's definitely starting to warm up, and we're going to have to prepare for that. I am prepared, though. Yeah, you're already in it. You're already feeling fine about it. What do you mean? Like, you're already... I feel like you it getting hotter for you is just... Oh, no, I don't want it to get hot, but I am excited that I bought shorts in every size from Costco when they oh, were going yeah. on clearance last year, so I feel set. I don't. Got sizes feel. and colors and multiple. I found the receipt from that and randomly in my drawer that I was, I was like, oh, I bought a lot of shorts. Yeah, you are set with those. I'm set. Shorts. I'm set for summer. I've got shorts. Yeah, I need. It some. may be all the same brand. In the <laughs> only same. one type of shorts. Yeah. At least it was two colors. Well, that's handy. I don't feel like I have because my last pregnancy it was like winter. I feel like the last mm, my like last three end. pregnancies the end was in like a little bit cooler of weather weather. Uh-huh. So I don't feel like I ever have gotten good shorts, like maternity shorts. Would you say that's true even with Cal? Yeah. I mean, he was end of April, so it was warmer. I wore a lot of skirts that mm-hmm. I don't have any more then yeah. um, during that pregnancy. Well, don't you feel like it's almost nice because since you don't even have anything kind of close, you just get to go get some stuff that will actually work. Yeah. I feel like it's the worst when you have stuff that, like... Kind of works, but you also kind of... Almost. I do have... I mean, depending on how large I get. People have given me hand-me-downs of a couple pairs of shorts, but they're, like, very large. So oh. I hope I never <laughs> need to get to those. Like... Just have new goals. I feel like if that's... Just let loose. If I end up in those, I'm going to be a little sad. But... But at least you won't have to have gone out and bought them. <laughs> well, I feel like I still have to buy, like, the in-between shorts. The shorts that I'm going to need for, like, June and July. I know. I'm just saying... Those will be, like, my last week of pregnancy shorts, and I feel fine about that. You're like, I'm okay. If that's what it comes down then. to. then. But, mm. Yeah. Yeah. If I showed you the shorts I wore at the end of my August 15th due date pregnancy, we would all be real depressed because I don't probably think I could fit in them right now. Uh, yeah. Riken was my... Mm-hmm. I weighed pretty much the same. Is what you weigh now? day I had him as I weigh right now. So, yeah. back when I was a young and spry 23, 
23 year old. I think I was 23 when I had him. Just like mm-hmm. I turned 23 and had him right, right. three weeks later. Yeah, yeah. Back in the good old days. Just different days. Now, now like, we're just in a days of we're older and we still have I'm to, solid. I feel like my body We still have just, to do a lot of work to like lose weight in between babies. Mm. But it's just not work that's very visible. <laughs> I know. Like I've really tried hard. If you, yeah. if you look at me and can't tell, here's my claim that I've really tried, put yeah. in an effort. I'd probably be different than this if I hadn't. Yes. So there's that. That's mm-hmm. kind of encouraging. Yes. Um. So you are now seventeen and a half. Yeah. I'll be 18 weeks on Monday. And still... When are you doing your anatomy scan? Uh, when Tim's parents come in two weeks. So you will be... I'll be 20. Is this the longest you've ever waited to do an anatomy scan? I think scan? so. I'm really proud of you. Thanks. Thanks. You are doing I'm this. doing it later so, only be, so Tim's mom can like... I know. But I feel like that's it. really generous of you because I feel like there's... Times yes. what I would have maybe bet that you wouldn't do that. That's true. But so. knowing I've, I've already, like, found out the gender through blood test and confirmed the gender through an ultrasound. Not that that was why I got the ultrasound. But right. Um, it makes it feel like... And knowing that, like, our, our friend who's an ultrasound tech had said, like... The ones that are like closer to twenty to twenty two weeks give the, the best better. pictures. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I don't think I've ever done one that late. So I would agree. I've had a lot of different. I just always get them at eighteen weeks because it's. Like, I did Kenzie and Rikens both at between eighteen and nineteen weeks because I was super eager and mm-hmm. antsy to get it done. And then with the twins, I had multiple different ultrasounds. Right. And then I think from then on, I've done closer to the twenty. Even up to, tw- I think, I think it was closer to 22 weeks with mm. Pax when we found out. I can't remember. No, because I, I was, was 20 like and you were 18. barely 18. Okay. Couldn't remember when we did those. But yeah. I've done them all different times yeah. and I feel like I agree with her that yeah. I'm just so. a little bit more filled out over those couple of weeks. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him. And um, yeah, this is felt like a, a, a different pregnancy in like to think I'm almost 18 weeks it's like almost halfway and that's like Do you feel like it's going by quickly both okay but I would say if, if I had to like I would say more quickly than anything but yet I felt like the beginning felt like it was dragging by forever yes. and then I feel like I, I feel like you went from like 13 or 14 weeks to like now in like a yes, blink of an I eye. I would definitely agree with that. Where I'm like, wait, what? Wait, no. What? I feel like I just keep being like, oh, and now I'm this many weeks. So I'm definitely going to be feeling better any day. And then you aren't. I've never been sick this long. So that's different. I would, would you say in the last like day or two? I feel like you've been a little bit better than just the previously days before that. There well, were a I mean, I didn't that... throw up last night, but I know I felt terrible. Right, but I feel like you also had to eat. Right, for that's a really what I mean. Yes. Time. Yeah, I do think I consistently set a timer and eat every two hours. It really helps. It. I can like. 
I can cope with that, but it's anytime I don't do that and get thrown off. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I've never experienced this long of sickness or this level of sickness, especially when I'm taking a medication to help with morning sickness. Right. Like, I've had experiences before. I've, I've known about this medicine with other pregnancies, but... So, that, and I feel like my skin has been doing weird things this pregnancy. Yeah. That is not like any other pregnancies I've experienced. And Let's just blame it on COVID. <laughs> well, I did. Maybe. It could. It really could be. It really could that be. that I had COVID yeah. at seven weeks pregnant. Yeah. Like... It could just be weird things that yeah, have occurred I agree. from that. But I definitely feel like I I wouldn't, outside of COVID, I would have thought this would have been a better pregnancy just as far as, like, where right. I was starting weight-wise, how what you much been I've been trying to do to be, like, wise. food and activeness. Mm-hmm. And so I just, but just imagine if I wasn't doing those things. Right. What? I don't like. think that the things you're doing are hurting anything. No. So. No, I definitely don't. And I feel like it's been a really, just because the weather is so nice the last This is now going to move into struggle bus time. I know. I was like already thinking about, okay, I've gotten in a really good routine of like doing my power walks, pushing Ruben, but like come, I'm not going to do that in the summer. So I need to just get in a good routine of coming in your backyard and swimming in your pool because feels like that's going to be the only... Now that we've got a gate between our backyards, I know. it's so convenient. Chip installed this gate in between our backyard, so people can just go right back and forth. You won't even know and I'm Olive hasn't been jumping over it. No. Our dogs have been doing pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. That's basically the uh, big update for this pregnancy with Boaz. We are going to hopefully the next month start working on changing one we have two closets in our master bedroom and we're going to try to convert one of them to kind of hold a mini crib in it so that the other one we're going to put like shelves and maybe open up the wall a little bit in order to fit all of our clothes into one. Like more organization in there. Yes. So we can fit all of our clothes in one and then our second closet in our bedroom can hopefully hold a crib for Boaz to try being in our room. We just feel like it's really early to move Ruben over. Could you imagine if you didn't have your addition though? Oh, yeah. That would be interesting. Because I feel like this is with having an an yeah. extra room for... Yeah. And we can, like, we have, like, the physical space. It's right. not necessarily, like, right. we and don't have room. If things got, like, real dicey, I feel like your boys and girls, your older kids can sleep together Yes, better now that you can yes. even move the, the boys into the girls' room across yes. the house. And maybe it wouldn't be, like, perfect, but yes. if you really needed the baby and... Right. Right. Ruben to both have their mm-hmm. own rooms for a while, but I, I feel like it'll all work out. Yeah, it'll it'll be fine. We just, we have the physical space. It's just our kids are su- opposite of Danny's and super light sleepers, especially as babies, that it's hard to put the babies in with other, like, kids who are mm-hmm. needing music to fall asleep and talking. And, like, so that's kind of our big... Uh, plans for preparing for Boaz to come is doing that and 
So. Yeah. That's that's kind of it for that. And yeah. We've had a couple of crazy weeks. I think we actually recorded the night before we left for the cabin in the middle of yeah in the middle of that crazy painting mm-hmm. door installation yeah not we literally yes, left we talked about how you didn't have a front door and it, we left our front door not off on. the hinges right. just sort of set in place when we went and we ended up driving up to Chip's parents cabin on Saturday playing in the snow Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning and then we ended up driving home Sunday night instead of staying until Monday because we still had so many things to get done and wanted to use a little bit of Chip's time off especially knowing that his grandpa's funeral was was that Thursday but and his cousin and his cousin's wife and their three kids were coming to stay with us that Thursday through Sunday so it felt different than like our house can just be kind of in shambles Right. For however long we want. It felt like we we decided that we thought it would be better to offer to them for them to be in our master bedroom with their kids instead of downstairs just because then they would have a bathroom close by. Um, you know, they have three, they have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old, and she's expecting their fourth baby. So it just felt like... Trying to be downstairs in the middle of the night and having someone need to go to the bathroom and having to figure that out. And it, I don't know, it would have been, they would have been, they would have been fine with whatever accommodations we gave them. But because of that, I just felt like we needed to do more than what we even had kind of ripped apart. We needed to Mm -hmm. sort through some other things. So we had decided we were going to leave on Sunday afternoon and get home Sunday night mm-hmm. and we thought we were going to leave around three or four we are typically the type of people who if we say we're going to try to leave by three or four what time would you expect us to actually be At on the road five or six right and to the point that I had like saved out pajamas because I was like well we're going to stop to eat dinner somewhere and the little boy is going to be basically bedtime and what time did we get in the car? I believe it was 2.30. Yeah. I texted you saying we were already driving. Yeah. Were you surprised when you got that yeah. text? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was surprised I was sending real that su- text. I was real surprised. And it is a four-hour drive um, to make it home. Without stops. Right. We normally stop... like two different stops we normally do like a bathroom stop that's like a half an hour and then another stop that's typically a food stop that's an hour at least so if we don't stop for food we usually do two half hour stops kind of just taking our time and so it's never I I mean we've maybe had one other time that we've ever made it back in less than five hours yeah but we made it back in four hours and ten minutes or something like that. Yeah. We made one bathroom stop that we were like, okay, kids, in and we're going to go in, we're going to get out, we're not staying. Yeah. And and it worked out that I was already making dinner for Abby us and the Johnsons. dinner together, like through extra dinner in for us, which right. was great. So it was so nice to get home and have 
dinner and not be eating out because we had eaten out several times the, that week with all the projects right. we were doing and we were kind of just sick of it and yeah so it was good to be able to see Helped you to guys get home sooner. we were home and yeah so we got some more of our projects done that throughout that week um let's see i think it was that tuesday night that we went out for dinner with our with a few friends and oh yeah uh i got home that night and chip was like transferring we we bought these fish for a big fish tank and then they had babies we i think we mentioned this but we decided to put the parents and the babies in a small tank and put the fish from that tank into the big tank so that the parent fish they were being really mean to the other fish because they didn't want them to mess with their babies and so they were like pecking at the other fish and beating Mm -hmm. them up so i get home and it's wait no it wasn't that night because that night chip was like asleep it was the night before it was the monday night when we went we had gone somewhere else abby and i had gone out and so we got home that was the night that it was and i go in the basement and he's like got a net and is trying to catch all of these little baby fish i mean these baby fish are like yeah less than a half an inch long they're like tiny little fish and this, a huge this aquarium is like a 175 gallon aquarium it's like six feet long yeah <laughs> so we probably both spent like two hours with nets just i think there were probably close to 20 babies we had to catch like one at a time and the parent fish we get most of the babies out there's like only like three left and we get the dad transferred over and then we're looking we've taken out all the rocks and all the plants out of the aquarium so it's just fish and we can't find the mom fish anywhere and we're like what the heck where did this fish go we are like using flashlights and looking behind we're like did it jump out when it was like because there were a couple times where like you're cornering like the dad fish and a bunch of other fish are kind of in the way and like they're trying to get out of the way but we never i feel like we would have known if we heard like a fish jump out or but we are looking everywhere everywhere and like counting the fish over and over like it that's not the mom like that none of these are the right type of fish like where did this fish go and i mean it got to the point where i was like i don't know what we're gonna tell the kids in the morning like the only option feels like it jumped behind the aquarium and is gonna die back there and that feels horrible because it's gonna die back there and like smell and so all of a sudden we like had gone over to do something at the little aquarium and we come back over to the big one and it's just like out swimming around we're like where were you chip had one filter like suction cupped to the back of the aquarium and there was like one little crack behind it that this fish could like wedge itself into Whoa. and like blend in. We had like even looked looked in this area. Mm-hmm. 
we only found this out because he went to try to get it again and it like swam straight back to that spot and we saw it go there. Yeah. But where it was, like... You couldn't really see it in there? No, I mean, once we knew where it was, we could see it, but it was like so blended in and like in such a tight little spot that it didn't like... Yeah. Like felt like it was like really jamming its body in. <laughs> so we were really glad that we didn't have to tell the kids that... The mom fish was dead. <laughs> and, and you got the dad and the mom and the babies yeah, reunited. All settled, all settled in, except we <laughs> we missed one little baby. It's still, like, in the big tank. So we're hoping it survives and that the other fish don't eat it. But oh, whatever. I know, but it feels like... <laughs> a lot of work to, like... It feels 100% impossible to get it when there's all the rocks in there. Yeah. And it takes so much effort to take all of these big... They're big, giant, like, rocks that... And I don't even know if we would be able to get it if we did all that. It was clearly sneaky and got away from us. you think of Finding Nemo. So it's so tiny. It has so many places to hide. I feel like it will be fine. And (laughs) we wanted one of the... We wanted two of those fish in that tank to begin with but then they ended up being a boy and a girl and making a bunch of babies so we'll still have one we'll have one of their babies yeah. it's kind of like cute like when you <laughs> breed your dog and it has puppies and you keep one of the puppies we're just keeping one of the baby fish okay you know yeah unless it gets eaten by the bigger fish <laughs> but so last week was our i say hour because i feel like i got sucked into like the chaos of that was your life of painting and hosting and yeah but that was two weeks ago oh okay last week was the funeral week and then i had people over right yes okay but i I feel like this last week was spent more on i don't even know what i did this week well, I feel well. Maybe it was just yesterday that you started reevaluating your homeschool career. I, I mean, it's been in the back of my mind. It's been on my to-do list to buy the curriculum that we've decided we're doing together. For we history. talked about that. Yes. We had just come to that conclusion. Right. We felt great about it until we like remember there's other subjects that and lots of kids. Yeah. There's so many of them. So many kids. But. I as the it. I spent last night making a graph chart. Chart? Is it a graph? It's not a graph. It's a chart. It's a chart of all of my kids and then all the different school years and what grade they're in and what school year and then what curriculum, like what level they'd be in the different curriculums that we have chosen to do and kind of made me want to throw up. I think that what I'm really figuring out over the... I, I agree. It was... Seeing it like that, it feels incredibly overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And like... Oh. But at the same time, it feels it feels like the reality check, maybe it's just for me. It feels like the reality check I needed to see the weight of like their responsibility. Of like figuring out organization and things. Yes. And to just be like, this is what I'm working with. Like, mm-hmm. this is how many kids I have. And this is what it looks like and what it will look like in just see, a couple of years. Yeah. I'm already in that like... Right. In just a couple of years point. So I've already been actually feeling the weight of it, not just seeing it on a chart. Well, I feel like it's waiting now, but I just feel like I can, like, prepare my mind... 
for what that and mm-hmm. I think it just comes back to like I feel like all the time we get asked like oh, how do you have that many kids or how do you homeschool that many kids and I feel like the answer is we don't like God has to supply what we need when we need it he's not going to give me what I need to homeschool 10 kids right now because right. I'm not needing to homeschool 10 kids right now yes I feel like in the in the last couple of days of trying to work through all of this and think about so it's it's brought me to a place of thinking about um the the goodness that is in the fact that God creates all of us a little bit differently mm-hmm. and that he creates homeschool families who thrive on really, really rigorous school and learning Latin and knowing how, like, having their kids be on debate teams. And I think the thing I struggle with the most is that there's some aspect where I believe, as believers, I I think there are things that are important for all believers to have an awareness of and to be... um, I think it's important that we understand logic mm-hmm. and and learn how to actually think critically and all of these types of things. But even within the realm of that, there's different levels in which that can take place. Mm-hmm. And so it can feel really overwhelming sometimes to feel like we need to be at this like top place. Mm-hmm. But then when you remember and understand that God has created a lot of different families that look a lot of different ways and that there's some families who excel at things that are going to like raise up strong, godly Christian lawyers and that right. there's other families who may raise up people who are have like a really strong work ethic in doing things with your hands like right. like chip doing bee removal and my boys learning that and things like that that it's like well we don't we we do need there to be godly right men and women mm-hmm. who are willing to be lawyers but it's really great to have people who know how to remove bees in a conscientious way that honors God as well. Right. It's that, like, God gives us each other as believers and it can use that to, like, sharpen one another and encourage one another and to give, like, practical examples of, like, this is the curriculum I use. Like, all of those things aren't a bad thing. And there's benefits that we all need to embrace. It's sort of yes. like all believers need to be of one mind when it comes to adoption in the sense that mm-hmm. this is something that is a good thing that this is something that represents right. our relationship with our father mm-hmm. that we need to be supportive of it that we need to be right. seeing ways that we can be involved and invested but that doesn't mean literally every single christian family has to adopt a child and if right. they don't they're not christians right or they're not good christians or they're like yeah. these christians are better than these christians because they adopted six kids right. and these ones haven't adopted any there's there's a level of we can we can support and cheer one another on even in certain aspects that don't necessarily 
we don't have to become defensive if that's not right the level we're doing. And I think, it, we're doing. especially as women, it's really easy to like compare ourselves to like what the other homeschool moms are doing. But on the flip side of that, and this is where I feel like I've been for a few years and in sin in is then just feeling like, well, that's what they do, but I don't do it like that, and I just do a half-butt job on it. Like, like where I feel like I don't need to, like, because I'm not going to do it that way, I instead can just kind of slack off and, like, not make it a priority to, like, figure out. And mm-hmm. how to do it well for our family. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've done things, but I haven't tried to, like, take what I see other people doing and try to figure out and be prayerful over, like, well, what does this mean for, like, the Schweitzer family? And what would be beneficial to us and our family and our kids? And what do we think is a priority? And what do we think is fine to, like, not be focusing on right now? And so I think that's just been it's it's easy to like live in one of those extremes of like feeling really guilty and just like comparing yourself to what everyone else is doing and just feeling like you're failing all the time or feeling like complacent and lazy and like you just it doesn't really matter and it's not important and it's not a big deal and i think it's hard too because i i think even within that we go in and out of seasons sometimes even Mm -hmm. very quickly yes where you may have had moments where you really are putting forth the best effort and figuring out what the best plan for your family is and it doesn't look like being very rigorous in things mm-hmm. or super organized or right. it means like really focusing on like one child more specifically or figuring out a certain thing and being able yes. to put something on the back burner the problem comes when you kind of get through that right. and you then don't want to jump back into like well this is a time that I could be doing more I could be figuring out more you kind of just become complacent because I I think it's hard because I can look at points in your life where it's like well it would have been unwise in that moment that season if you had been too idolizing this like let's be really like rigorous and intentional right right now like it was a time and a moment where you needed to like I think people can struggle with letting go and they can struggle with yes yes totally kicking in for sure and so it feels like but I think in that in like letting go then you can easily slide to the other extreme Mm -hmm. of just being complacent and like okay with like the whatever laziness that has like then developed out of that like I feel like with my oldest child having severe dyslexia and feeling like we had to take a step back with her and let other people like her tutor step in to like help her and I know that there's times that you struggled with did I do enough soon enough did Mm -hmm. I handle it the right way but I also feel like you were very little of the time maybe there were moments but I I do know that I witnessed you wrestling through wanting to make good decisions for her and asking Mm -hmm. God for direction and trying to not make any drastic decisions in any big way like you were you were she was on your radar for a long time yes and you were you did give a lot of time Mm -hmm. to see if 
developmentally, she would just catch up. And right. I know that you struggled at times with feeling like that maybe wasn't the best. But at the same time, I don't know that pushing her forward in a different direction would have right. been any better. Yes, I agree. But then I feel like it was easy to just feel like... Well, I don't know. All of my kids can just... Well, first it was kind of like, well, now we really need to take a step back with everybody else because I need to focus on just right. figuring her, stuff out with her and, yes. and having a baby and those yes. types of things. And yeah. so I, I 100% acknowledge that you have been in a season of feeling conviction and you need to be obedient and all of that. But I don't think, I do think there are times with your lack of memory and things that you you I don't want you to be discouraged in the sense that I I think as God is convicting you in this you are being faithful and you are being obedient and you are moving forward doing things that are uncomfortable and hard mm-hmm. and I don't think that he's been like convicting you over these things for years and years and years straight. Yes. And you've been like no, living totally... this like in defiance rebellion of like, I just don't want to and I don't yes. care. I it feel feels like... like one of those things that kind of came out of nowhere and I wasn't kind of caught you off guard yes. a little bit. Like I wasn't, I thought we knew what we were doing with homeschool. I thought we had already like picked our curriculum and our subjects and had kind of a game plan. So it felt totally like out of the blue of like why is this suddenly feeling where I'm feeling very much like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing and so then I had to be it was just like a now I have to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing because I feel very much like God is telling me this is not the direction of what we should be doing so I'm still I mean this has now been weeks a month maybe of researching and praying and talking with Tim and other people of what we should be doing and I feel like it's good to have I feel like it's good to have a plan and it's important to like kind of have an overall vision of but also being flexible and like I really can think, change and yes and I think that curriculums can change and kids needs can change and and our experience is that that will happen right um, right but I think part of my problem is I've not landed solidly on a plan that I then look to like, okay, and then this kid would start this then. And right. so I feel like I just needed that overall, like, right. because in my mind, it's like, why would I think about when I need to start Boaz in kindergarten? That Like, who, who cares? Like, I'll figure it out whenever that happens. But I think I just, it's easy to get fixated on like where I'm at now and but it does feel like where I'm at now I want to be like trying to implement things to help my kids now for the future when I'm homeschooling Mm -hmm. six kids and you know like so there's are there are things I can be implementing in our curriculum choices and just how we structure our family as like right what we do as a family that can carry over into like but I think that as we've looked at things and we see that this isn't this, like, perfect, magical, like, no. these, doing this rotating six years just over and over, it's going to magically, like, work perfectly right. for the schedule of all of our kids. I think, as I've thought about it more and more, I think God does that to keep us in a place of not getting so fixated on like having it all planned out and mapped out and being okay with I think this is one of those areas that I would really I feel like I need encouragement in it and I'd encourage other 
moms is it's it's the delicate balance we find in so many areas of life where you have to care enough to make a plan and be committed mm-hmm. and you have to be hold it, hold loosely. it loosely enough to say I could change this if God leads me to change this mm-hmm. at any time. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, we can say that with food. We have talked about we that. We can with say food. that with working out. We can say, say that, that with, with getting pregnant and, and having our, more and birth plans yes. and homeschooling and yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of I mean, even ministries that we mm-hmm. want to be a part of, where yeah. Where when God is convicting you and leading you and guiding you and like there's an element of having to care. Mm -hmm. We have to, we can't be apathetic. We have to be motivated. We have to work diligently. We have to be faithful. But we also have to hold it so loosely that when God says, and now we're going to change directions and we're going to do this, we're not idolizing it and we're not grasping at it and reaching back and trying to just hold on to it with all of our might. I feel like this even is true about our kids and our spouses and mm-hmm. our friendships and yeah i mean so many things our jobs for like our husbands and mm-hmm. um so i think it can just be so easy to slip one direction or the other right um yes and so we have i'm i don't know about you i i don't feel confident that this is going to last for years and years if it does that'd be great what the curriculum doing the curriculum together like oh yes like doing Mm -hmm. it together but i'm really i feel really excited and like a small amount of like it's just one of those little like blessings and gifts that god is like reaching down and Mm -hmm. giving because i've always thought that it would be fun to do like co-op-y type stuff with with you guys specifically living next door but I've also known that part of the beauty for both of us and how different our lives are from each other in the sense of our husband's schedules and work Mm -hmm. and just day-to-day type stuff felt like one of the things we love the most is not being stuck to a, a strict schedule so it feels like really special to me and fun that we're even if we only make it work out for one term of, right. like, I hope that we do it for at least yeah. the full year. Um, right. And But even that, it's like, we're going to hold loosely and it feels like we have to go our separate ways as families as far as, like, what we're doing for our history curriculum. That feels right fine, too, if that's what makes most sense for our own individual families, but at least for, at least for this term before... I have Bo, we can at least figure out doing it together a little bit. So. Yep. Should be fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I know that I am guilty over the last few days of really, really feeling um, what I would probably even say like sinfully overwhelmed at like looking at my family looking at the responsibility that's been given to me mm-hmm. um instead of just being quick to look at the facts of it and say like okay well mm-hmm. i just need to be faithful one day at a time and trust in god right. and turn to him it's it was more of this uh, uh 
can't do this type of attitude mm-hmm. and that's like kind of the whole point i can't like it right it is it is a lot and that's mm-hmm. okay to acknowledge that it's a lot but it's not okay to i feel like there's some level of conviction of even joking like uh i want to give kids back like mm-hmm. which ones do we not need like it's I think people can say things like that and not be sinful. I know that where my heart has been in it the last couple of days, has there's been like an element of really feeling like I don't know if I like where uh, this place that God has put me in. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. love my kids. I love my husband. I love like right. each of them as people, but the, but the, responsibility, the responsibility, I think there has been a, very much a point of mm-hmm. not... Um, really giving God thanks and wanting Mm -hmm. to trust him and glorify him in it and instead wanting to be like oh this no yeah (laughs) this is not and I think that he's really challenging me on the fact that I don't have to have it all figured out for the next 15 years and that he is going to provide in whatever ways we need and that I do need to be obedient with my time and with my energy and really that that again comes down to that the priorities can look so different and um, even trusting him in that of of not worrying what other people think about the job we do or don't do mm-hmm. in the sense of I know for me personally, and I know I've shared this with you a lot of times, but there is there is this element of, I feel like God has really called Chip and I as a couple to, um, to hospitality, mm-hmm. to having a home that's very open, um, to having lives that are very open, and... I, I think it's a hard balance sometimes of making sure we don't identify so much in that that we're not being faithful in other areas, mm-hmm. but also understanding that God can gift you in certain areas and call you to be mm-hmm. obedient in certain areas that he's not right. calling other people to be obedient in. Yeah. And that the obedience and faithfulness is what is succeeding or not like being successful Mm -hmm. or not but when you're trying to maybe live obediently in one area like that but then you're comparing but we do all of these things different like my kids don't know latin Mm -hmm. well that might be not what god is asking for you to teach your kids right right he might be asking you to teach your kids what it looks like Mm -hmm. to have open doors and and that's not what he asks every other couple and family to do like right. so i think he's just been reminding me of all of these things and yeah but it doesn't mean that we can just like whatever we just feel comfortable with is right. what yeah. he's asking us to do mm-hmm. and that, again we still have to care we can't be apathetic about it we have to care about how like how we homeschool our kids but it can look very different from every right. single other homeschool family we know. Right. And so. even from each other. I feel like we're so involved in each other's lives and with the Johnsons, like, that 
And there is an element of wanting to share with each other ways that we do things and things that we enjoy and things we think would work well and all of those things. But also knowing that we we We're still different live different people lives. and our kids are different people. Yes, and, and God is calling our own families to different and sometimes things and, right, but sometimes maybe even doing some things that wouldn't be our first number one choice in order to do things together is also yeah can be like there's seasons for those types of things and mm-hmm. so yeah I don't know this is why we call our podcast whatever you do. We're talking about trying to glorify God and whatever we're doing and yeah. really is our desire and our prayer and what we really want to encourage anyone who's listening in. I know there's going to be some people who listen to this and they don't homeschool or they don't have kids that are old enough or they don't have kids at all or, you know, there's, but that's where I think it's important to, to just reflect back on what what we talked about in all of these different areas. Right. And where God has you in this, whatever season of life that you're in. The approaching it with an, a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving and asking God to help you walk faithfully day by day. And that sometimes it is good to look at the big picture plan, but don't let that overwhelm you. Right. Take that, any of those types of feelings and go before the Lord and trust him to provide in that. Um, as you just walk with him mm-hmm. daily and, and are in his word and, um, yeah, are surrounding yourself with other believers and being in fellowship and submitting to a local church body and authority over you. Yeah. God is going to bless those things and take care of you, even if he pulls you through hard moments in it. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah. Great. I'll have to come back and listen to this one someday to pep talk ourselves. Yep. Maybe in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Bye. See ya.